When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, we all know that car prices have gone up, up, and away. Well, got a warning for you with your car loan, and also some good news about how the marketplace is starting to adjust. And later, I want to talk about a mental trick that I find can help you save more. So, of all the news of the weird I've seen lately, there have been local TV news stories about what are known as illegal repos of people's vehicles. That dealers that are buy here, pay here, want the inventory back so badly because they can apparently resell the vehicles either at auction or to another buyer for more than you're on the hook for, for the vehicle. So this is really, again, I don't want to emphasize this too much. It's just a sign of the times with how much used vehicles at one time had gone up 70% in price because of the severe shortage of rental cars And then because of the issues in manufacturing new vehicles because the chip shortages and compounding what had happened earlier with factories being closed down because of COVID spreading through workforces. So it's hard to believe. And I don't, again, I don't want to dwell too long on the illegal repos, but the most important thing is if you have purchased a vehicle from a dealer where you're paying them instead of paying a traditional lender, please document every payment you make. Many times people will go by and they'll hand cash over at the lot. Well, where's that receipt? You can't trust right now on that. And what a terrible thing for me to say. But you want that receipt showing every payment. If you're paying a high-risk lender who might engage in an illegal repo by saying you missed a payment. You want to make sure you have an electronic record of every payment you make because you're likely making them online in some way. You want to have that electronic record. And enough said about that. But because of the high costs, all kinds of things are being affected. The volume of people riding in Ubers and Lyfts has gone way down. Because it's costing so much to ride an Uber and a Lyft right now, people are doing anything else. When I'm in a city that, that's big enough that has some form of public transit, I just did this the other day. I landed in an airport, and the cost of an Uber was so cost prohibitive, I then went to Lyft. It was off the charts even higher than Uber in that case. So then... I went on my phone and figured out how to ride public transit from that airport, and that's exactly what I did. My daughter had landed, my middle child had landed 
at Newark Airport two weeks ago. She had gone on uh, Uber and Lyft, and one of them was $155, and the other was 100 and something. She said, Dad, how do I get from here into Manhattan? And so I walked her through the three trains she was going to have to take. Then she said, I can't keep up with that. So I texted her all the instructions, and that's how she got into town. I mean, this is what's happening right now is that with cost pressures, so many different ways, so many different things, we are doing things differently than we might have otherwise. Uber and Lyft are now offering something to try to get people back. And Uber X Share, which is like a replacement for Uber Pool that Uber used to do, Lyft is doing a similar share kind of thing. Not in every city. They're rolling them out. They're testing them. Some cities, they're now part of the fabric. But the thing that Uber has done, when you used to take an Uber Pool, you didn't know if it meant you were going to get to wherever you're going the same day because the driver would keep picking up, dropping off, picking up, dropping off, and you'd get there whenever. Now, if you agree to be in an UberX share, you get an upfront 20% discount from the price. And if they end up picking up another rider along the way, you get a second discount for doing so. And then they guarantee you that you'll only be there eight minutes later to your destination than you would have been if you were in your own Uber. Just an option. And it's the kind of flexibility that goes along with Do you know what's selling like crazy around the country right now? Electric bikes. People who live within 10 miles of where they're trying to go are now riding electric bikes because those, unlike putting a vehicle on the road, electric bikes cost like nothing to run. I've got two of them, and I love riding the electric bike when it'll be expensive to park my car somewhere or just because it's so cheap. The one thing I won't do, I do not ride my electric bike in the rain. That's more than I can handle. But you were talking to me the other day when I had landed in an airport and I was riding public transit thing and you were like, you were really laughing at me. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I think you, it's, oh, I, I take public transportation. I absolutely do. Okay. Yeah. I, I had this feeling. No, we were laughing because you, were... you, didn't you tell me that there were people on the train with you and they were laughing like, wow, you really walk the walk. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I had a guy say to me, you really are a real person. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's go to some questions. Rick in Pennsylvania says, Clark, thank you for suggesting checking CarMax, Carvana, and Vroom when selling or trading in a car. I recently bought a new car, but because of your advice, I checked these offers before trading the old car at the dealership. The best offer, CarMax, was a whopping 20% better than the dealer trade-in even when accounting for the trade-in sales tax adjustment. That amounted to over $5,000. But also, CarMax's offer was 15% better than Carvana, Carvana. I think he meant, with room in between. Before the listeners conclude that CarMax is always better, last year I sold a different used car, and at that time Carvana was about 15% better than CarMax, with room again somewhere in between. So... Uh, I I remember the last time I sold a used vehicle, I went, uh, you know, you got the price from Carvana online. Uh, CarMax sometimes will give you a price online, then other times you have to come in and they'll give you the price. Vroom's always online. So I'm going dealer to dealer to dealer to sell a vehicle. And 
So I, I get an offer, not from one of these three, but I got from a traditional dealership. I got an offer that was, uh, it was uh, $2,500 better than I'd gotten anywhere else. Wow. And I didn't want them to change their mind or anything like that. I, I left it right <laughs> there. I was with my son and he's like, dad, how are we getting home? I said, I don't care. Uber, <laughs> Lyft, whatever, stupid so, public transportation. So, uh, I, I didn't realize that we hadn't cleaned out the trunk yet. <laughs> and I asked the woman at the front desk of the dealership, the true story, I said, do you have a trash bag I can have because there's stuff in the car I need to get out? And she thought I was kidding. I said, no, I need a trash So she gets me this little teeny trash bag. I mean, this, like not even a kitchen size trash bag. I said, no, no, no. I need the one that the cleaning service uses, one of the big, so there I am. Oh my gosh. Like Santa with his, his sack of gifts, <laughs> carrying all this junk that we were carrying around in the trunk of the vehicle, left it and it was done. But it's, let's make a deal right now. And what Rick said, there is no one pattern. There is no one place that will give you the best deal. But what is almost always true right now is that treating the vehicle you're getting rid of separate from the vehicle you're buying, even in states that have a sales tax benefit to doing a trade-in instead of selling and buying separately, it will almost always generate you a much better overall deal shopping the sale of your existing vehicle and separately the vehicle you're buying. This is from Douglas in Florida. I'm planning a trip with my son to three baseball cities, Detroit, Chicago, and Milwaukee, to see games in each city. I refuse to pay $600 for a rental car plus gas, so I'm considering flying into Detroit and taking Amtrak to Chicago and then Milwaukee. The problem is what to do with our luggage and backpacks while we attend the games or sightsee since we have no car and may already have checked out of a non-fancy hotel where they don't offer bag check. So that is a problem if you're staying at a hotel that offers no baggage check. But in pretty much any midsize or large city, there will be some kind of baggage storage service in downtown. And uh, there are several situations where people end up with bags they need to store somewhere, concert, sports event, something like that. And these are generally bonded places you go and you drop your bag and you leave it while you go to the sports event um there's a chain called luggage hero that's how many cities are they in uh i don't know the exact amount but they're in a lot of cities they help you find luggage storage near you and they get good reviews so far so and it's, you go to luggagehero.com it's, it's not terribly expensive uh, and you may surprise yourself with some of the hotels you stay at, particularly if you'll use my Priceline methods for the hotels in uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit, you may end up at a really nice hotel at not a terrible amount of money. And I, my oldest brother, I just can't convince him to book this way. And last night, he ended up at a hotel, I'm not going to say the chain, but he told me the chain. I'm like, Gary, that could be a real dump. Wow, if you're saying that, <laughs> oh, I mean, that's it's, it's true. So, so sure enough, he gets there and it's Awful. terrible. 
And uh, I said, why'd you do it that way? But, you know, sometimes we get stuck in our patterns. Sure. I, I have my patterns I get stuck in, so it could happen to any of us. But anyway, give that a try. Have a great time at the ball games. I hope you have no rainouts. This is from William in Illinois. Again today, my credit card number was used for a fraudulent transaction, so now I have to obtain a new card and worse, log into a whole bunch of websites to change my payment information. Is there a better way? So William, the, I, I thank you for bringing this up. And I talked about maybe last month that credit card fraud is up by massive percents in the last year. I, the number 70% sticks in my mind, but wow. that may be an inaccurate number. I mean, way, way, way up. Uh, hackers have figured out better ways for them to crack our credit card numbers, which is why it's so very important to check your statements every single month and has made debit cards even more dangerous than they were before. What I call the piece of trash, fake Visa and fake MasterCard. In your case, what I would do is I'd have one credit card that you use only for any kind of automatic payments or payments you do online. And that way, if the credit card you use for wandering around or credit cards you use for wandering around, uh, that one or those, any of those get compromised, you haven't affected any of the payments you're doing with a payment-only card an online payment only card. And that is the best way to avoid the hassle. This has become such a big problem in the last year that credit card companies now, if it's a pre-existing pattern of automatic payment, let's say you're paying a streaming subscription or you're paying, um, what kind of things would people pay regularly? Phone bill. Phone bill, something like that that they allow that payment to continue even after they've changed your original number just because of the disruptive patterns involved with having to change the number with everybody. So you may not have to change it uh, with as many people as you might think because of the ability to continue using the old number just for those pre-existing automatic charges. But no, I mean, this is a hassle and a half with having to change it. But the bigger issue is people who don't check their statements and end up after 60 days losing whatever money a hacker or criminal has charged using your number. And, you know, I've got this thing about finance that up to a certain amount of income, life's a struggle. You just don't have enough to make it happen. But beyond that, it's all up here. It's all in our heads. And something I read recently proves how much of what goes on in money is about the mental, emotional side of us, not the reasoning side of our lives. We're going to talk about that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the things about us as human beings is there's what we intend to do, and then there's what happens. And this is nothing bad about us. It's just human beings, we, we're complicated creatures. And we may have the best of intentions, but, well, things happen. I think about when I talk to people who don't have a workplace savings and investment plan of any kind, which is about half of people or you're working for yourself and you're on your own to save, that regardless of the best of intentions, it just doesn't really get done. Well, in our plan that I have for our employees, our 401k plan, I automatically enroll everybody. I'm that bad person. And I automatically enroll people at 6% of their pay. And then I match it dollar for dollar so that people effectively are saving 12 cents of every dollar they make and the participation rates 100%. That once people are automatically enrolled, they stay in. And my hope over time is they increase what they save. Now, the average person in a 401k plan, and most employers now do the automatic enrollment, they're saving about 7.5% of what they make. A better number would obviously be higher I talk about saving a dime of every dollar you make over your working lifetime, but seven and a half is good. But the automatic enrollment, this goes back to what I struggle with all the time for all the people that are self-employed, who are entrepreneurs, or own their own businesses, or work for employers that don't offer any kind of retirement plan. How do you get it done? So when an employer has a retirement plan, they automatically enroll you. Do you know participation is almost 100%? It's way upper 90% where an employer offers a plan and they don't offer automatic enrollment. It's up to you to sign up. You still get participation about 65%. But then when somebody doesn't have a retirement plan where they work, the money people are saving for the future Usually it's little or nothing. So I want to talk to you because the people who work at places with the 401ks, they're good. They're taken care of. They've got it. So what's the answer for you? You've got to do the equivalent yourself. If your intentions are about doing this, but it just life just keeps happening. You got all kinds of things that happen. So automatic investing, automatic savings. You know, with your paycheck, 
you can have a certain amount of money split deposit from a paycheck. And you got money that goes into your regular checking account, hopefully at a credit union or a discount broker, not at a giant monster mega bank. When should you have an account at a giant monster mega bank? Never, 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 not ever, never. Unfortunately, half of Americans do their banking at a giant monster mega bank because they want to be abused by that bank. But that's a story for another time. But if you set up where you're automatically having a portion of the money go into, let's say, an online savings account or a credit union savings account, you're going to earn what's finally, again, a decent amount of interest, not enough to cover inflation right now, but you'll earn some. And then if you go to the next step and you set up a Roth IRA, a retirement account that depending on your age, you can put six grand a year in or seven grand a year in, you're able to start doing that habit. Think of it as 500 bucks a month, but as behavioral economists say, never talk about what something is per month, talk about what it is per day. So Krista, what is 500 a month divided out? Into oh my gosh, days? why are you doing that to me? <laughs> It's like $17 a day or something. No. Is it? You don't think it is? Here, you do the math oh while I'm going gosh. on. So anyway, you set up a Roth IRA with one of the low-cost companies, which are Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard. Set up one with one of them. You could do Betterment or Wealthfront. You set that up, and then you set up automatically depositing money into that Roth IRA every month. You have now done what traditional employers with 401ks do for their workers what was the answer $16 and 66 cents so round it up it's what you said 17 dollars a day so i did okay with my quick math so 17 bucks a day there's 30 days yeah 17 bucks a day gets you to where you were saving substantial money and building financial security over the years for your life just think about it So building habits, you know, we know what bad habits do in our lives, right? Doing the same thing with good habits really has such impact over time. But again, intentions don't lead to results. It is setting things on automatic pilot that leads to results. There's a fantastic book called Atomic Habits. If you're into this stuff about the neuroscience behind creating these little habits and how long it takes to get something ingrained in your brain. So if anyone is interested, that's a fantastic, that's just a great book. Okay. You are such a thoughtful, deep person and I'm just not that person. Oh my gosh. Yes, you are. No, I think about all the things you tell me over time about (laughs) you've read this and you've studied that. Well, I couldn't do a quick calculation. So there's that. All right, let's go to some questions. This is from Ashton in Utah. Hey, Clark, my wife and I currently have a small single family home of 1,550 square feet being built, and we have not closed on it yet. We can 60 days before the completion, we can close. We have a locked in price at around 460K, and we have 5% ready to put down. However, we are worried about the recession driving home prices down and us missing out on market corrected priced homes. Would you recommend maybe waiting to see how a recession would affect the housing market or move forward with the house? So Ashton, I'm not expecting, I I could be completely wrong, but I don't see a house price collapse. It could be some softening of home prices, but there's not going to be any conditions moving forward that support, in my mind, 
that we're going to have anything like what you may have heard about from 15 years ago, where home prices just collapsed. This is not that environment. Uh, Number one, you've got so many people that are in loans that are just fantastic loans you'd never want to give up, which is going to reduce what's known as velocity in the home market, the amount that people sell. Krista, I always forget, are you 1.75% or 1.875? 1.875. 1.875%, 15-year mortgage. She's not moving. She and her husband, they're, they're there. And there are so many people like Krista and her husband that are going to stay in the homes they're in regardless of what happens with the market. So that's going to constrain supply. Um, you, you're talking about in uh, Utah, I assume you're in the valley uh, from Provo to Ogden, and it's one of the fastest growing metro areas in the United States, and that's not going to stop. Even if population growth slows because of a recession, it's not going to modify the long trend for the Salt Lake Valley north and south and and the valley itself, the core of the valley. So I would not fret. Remember, you're playing a long game. The mortgage you're going to take out when this home ends up uh, closing is going to be higher than any of the loans that we're talking about that people have had. But when the recession does come, if in fact we always have recessions. So when the next recession comes, whenever that is, it means you'll have an opportunity to refi into a lower rate and you'll know what your house cost has been. Now, again, it's, it's possible there will be some softening in home prices, but the odds do not support that there's going to be any collapse that you're going to regret having bought the home at this time. This is from Roger in Alaska. I discovered that Starlink satellite will be available in my area in early 2023. This is a SpaceX enterprise. Would this be a good option or is it too experimental at this point? There's an upfront hardware fee and it appears to be around $110 a month for the service and about $600 for the hardware. So Roger, Starlink is some, how many years have you heard me talk about Starlink? It's finally here. Yeah, so Starlink is in more and more places. Starlink has proved its value in Ukraine. The early invasion of Russia, when they tried to disrupt communication in Ukraine by taking out the ability for military units to communicate with each other, Elon Musk flew over, and I thought it was a publicity stunt at the time, flew over a ton of Starlink satellite dishes, and set them up, and the military in Ukraine has been able to be mobile, has been able to continue to communicate, and they're in shock how well they've been able to coordinate attacks on the Russians in the war because of Starlink. Starlink is a very flexible service. That's why airlines are testing it, cruise lines are testing it, and its original design was fixed wireless for people in rural areas of the world And this is a perfect kind of service. People have been very happy with the speed. They've been very happy with the low latency. And uh, relative to what people have had available in areas before with only the crummy satellite services, the old-fashioned satellite internet, people can't believe how it's changed their lives. 
using Starlink. And they're not going to be the only one in future years. There are going to be a number of these available. As I recall, Bezos, Bezos and Musk don't like each other. Bezos, the former CEO of Amazon, is doing one of these things as well. And we'll see what pans out, what doesn't. But there will be several different competing ones in the United States and around the world for high-speed internet that are specifically geared towards hard-to-reach areas. And I think you'll be very happy, based on what I've read to this point and heard from people, with Starlink. Katie in Maryland says, My husband is active-duty Army with just over 13 years left to full retirement, which is our current plan. First of all, thank you to your husband, Katie, for his service to our great nation. I'm really, really appreciative of what he does for our country. And Katie, too. Yeah. It's part of a military family. Um, Our financial plan over the last eight years has been renting while saving to purchase a house once we are out of the military. We max Roth Series I bonds and add to 529s and 401k on the side. The rest of the savings has been going to Vanguard Mutual Funds to build up a nest egg for a future home purchase. With the market in its current state, is this the best place to save for the future home in mutual funds? It's challenging to put the funds in the account and then watch it decrease. Yeah. So 13 years, steady as you go, keep doing it, straight into the index funds. And with index funds, the costs are as little as zero with Fidelity, so extremely cheap with Vanguard that this is a very efficient way from tax standpoint and from long-term financial gain for you to do this. The short-term downside in the market is not going to really matter as long as you keep putting money in regularly. 13 years from now, it's going to be a lucky 13, not an unlucky, because you'll have the resources for the home. Now, one thing you did not mention is it sounds like your husband is not participating in the TSP. And the thrift savings plan, in spite of some of the administrative problems it's having right now, remains a great, great place to sock money because it's the lowest cost retirement plan offered in the marketplace. He can do the Roth TSP, have that money grow tax-free, and then ultimately, uh, in retirement, spend it tax-free. That would be one additional thing for you to look at or even move money that you're putting somewhere else and participate in the TSP that the Army offers. And I'm back to the Starling thing. Remember I sent you that video? It's so funny. SNL did a parody of all the billionaires in space. It's called billionaire star trek on snl if you want to look it up on youtube no, it's about all their spaceships yes or is, remember, is remember they're, they're competing oh my gosh did you so ever funny. see the video of bezos doing his first blue origin flight i don't think i've seen his... that no okay it it by itself when they're doing the after press conference looks like a saturday night live skit <laughs> And Bezos is wearing this whole cowboy get out. Oh, that's, you know, I pulled up the uh, video for you of the Is SNL this the real skit. one or is that no, that's, Saturday Night Live? Uh, so they, they had that same oh, reaction. Awesome. I thought I showed to it to you. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's terrible to make fun of one of the world's wealthiest people, but the man obviously is going through a serious midlife crisis and has the money to do all kinds of things through hey. that midlife crisis. Enough said. All right, this is actually not the midlife. This is the end 
of this podcast episode. And I want you to know that if we didn't get to your question today, go check out our incredible up-to-the-minute resources at Clark.com. And you also have the ability to get free one-on-one advice from a member of Team Clark, something we've been doing now for just short of 30 years. If you want that free advice, go to Clark.com slash CAC to see how it works. Or you can call 636-49-CLARK. And we're available for one-on-one advice 30 hours each week. Have a great day.